You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 370th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Burr. Oh my no, oh God, oh no, it snowed Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I was um I was gonna break into a whole thing, but I got distracted by whatever little guy just said, which I'm not I'm not clear what it was. I said it's cold, but I, I kind of tripped over my own words. I see. I didn't know it's, what I was going to say because I wasn't I ready to break into a thing. Break in. Break I, away, man. Well, you, you know, you, it's it's hard to, you know, do this podcasting thing. You don't have a ton of experience doing it yet or anything. So, you know, it's, you'll get used to it. Li, li, it's the little talking, guy does look a little miserable. Mm-hmm. He looks a little just, miserable tonight. Well, I'm cold. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. guys know I'm in the attic and um, it's cold out and well, the attic's colder. <laughs> I mean, so. we're getting to that time of year, little guy. We're getting to that winter time time of year. We're getting to the the holiday season. Uh, we're okay. deep, deep in the road off season, right? And um, yeah. you know, it always gets me a little nostalgic. And I was doing some some research the other day. Um, you know, I just moved out here to Western Massachusetts, beautiful Holyoke, uh, as I tell you every every intro to the show for the last few months. Um, and I learned something recently about this area um far beyond that lots of good pro cycle crossers like jeremy powers and stephen hyde come from around here or reside around here i should say yeah you almost got caught on that one tim was i was about to pounce pounce. you guys (laughs) florida tim yeah yeah Yeah. um do you guys know who else is from around here um you don't you don't it's fine you don't have to guess yeah uh, Dave Matthews. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to research that as well. But the one and only Dr. Seuss is from around here. Oh, nice. Now that I guy, you that. you two both have, uh, uh, you know, young up and coming juniors, uh, you know, in the cycling team ranks, That's working right. their way up to the pro team. Uh, That's right. There on each end. So I know you're familiar with this man's work. Big yeah, Grinch fans. Stuff. I didn't know this, but I learned this, you know, just a little nugget about sort of about tangentially about Holyoke, but uh, specifically maybe about me and my cycling future. There is a legend. <laughs> this is going to get good. There's a legend. Like- now I live not, I don't know, a half mile or something from Mount Tom, the biggest little mountain around here. Mm-hmm. Legend is Dr. Seuss used to go up there and take in the view over East Hampton, Massachusetts, home of Jeremy Powers, former home yeah. of Ellen Noble, former home of, you know, Stephen Hyde, Anthony Clark, all the, all these, the, the whole pedigree of cycle cross. Yeah. And he would look over that and that's where he was inspired to write the Grinch. And that ah. East Hampton is Whoville in this story. Very cool. So all, all of our cycle cross, the, the, the spring, the well of cycle cross talent 
in the U.S. comes from Whoville. Mm-hmm. Who? Yeah. I'm not doing that bit with you, but... No. Ah, damn. And that, that was very inspiring. I thought, oh, that's a great... What a great holiday story. What a great thing. I need to mention this on the pod somehow. I need to work it in. I'm not sure if it's going to make any sense. And then I thought a little bit more about it and I said, well, wait a second. If, if East Hampton's Whoville... Yeah. And I live just right over the mountain from Whoville. That, that kind of puts me over in the Grinch side of things. Yeah. Well, it'd be on point. It'd be on brand. Kind of an industrial city, right? You you might be a Lorax, my friend. Uh, Maybe I can speak for the trees. (laughs) That, uh, that you're giving me some hope, little guy. I was worried that I would have to have a, a big redemption story throughout this podcast arc for the December month here. Um, mm-hmm. where I could, you know, get progressively more evil to you guys and then well, maybe you, have a big redemption. You uh, can't be the, the Grinch. You can't be, be nice. the Grinch, though, because we all know in the story of the Grinch mm-hmm. that he actually climbs to the top of Mount Crumpet <laughs> or a.k.a. Mount Toms, and since you surely have not climbed to the top of that on either your bike or feet. Well, um, see, now here's my loophole. I have not yeah. been to the top of Mount Tom, but I yeah. have been to the top of Mount Crumpet at Jingle Cross, yeah. In the U.S. of A. in Iowa, so yeah. right. I, I think I get a pass. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Wow, you you have so Maybe. much so many Doctor Seuss connections in your life now. Not many. I people know. have the have, yeah have all, only a select few cycle cross racers. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty Speaking much of, yeah, I can't escape it. Um, I don't even know how to segue like into this one, but um, talking about stealing everyone's Christmas excitement. Uh huh. At the Super Prestige Week on Saturday, yeah. little-known up-and-coming cyclocross racer Wout Van Aert um, came out of his hibernation mm-hmm. and uh, proceeded to uh, destroy everybody by a minute 40 over two and arts and yes. Lars Vanderhaar. Um, as as Tom- we were saying, yeah, we're deep into the roadie off-season, so they're all kicking their feet up and stuff right now, right? That has yeah. to be so depressing to have him come back in his first race and just destroy you by a minute and a half. I mean, the good wow. news, and then and then they're like, wait, yeah. there's 18 Cyclocross World Cups? How am I going to possibly be able to win? And they're like, yeah. Oof. Well, At least it wasn't a, a World late, Cup. Yeah, you got a late start on all the series, so one of them can still win the Super Prestige series and the the one with but, the bathtub stuff. Yeah, the, maybe. You know, but yeah, maybe. It was good. a dominant performance. Yeah, it was pretty crushing. It was so... All I've heard, and I have not watched much of the World Cup uh, this year because they're they're coming so fast and furious that I just can't keep up. Um, but all I've heard is that it's so exciting because Toon is doing so good and Eliezer Beat's doing so good and Lars Vandehar is back and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it sounded very exciting. And then you find out it's like the Cat 3 race, basically, and Wout yeah. showed up and, oh, there is maybe not that good after all. Well, it's still good. I, I mean, I think I'm, this is time for the for the annual R. Vanderpool and Wout ruining cyclocross by being too uh-huh. good. You know, uh-huh. I mean, in a, in a week or two, I forget when Vanderpool starts, but it's pretty soon. Well, and then we'll be we might be singing a different song about how man Vanderpool's ruining it for Wout. Well, yeah. Fiddle, you know, can that's we include Pitcock in this? No, like he I think I know he's I know he was seventh, but I have the feeling that. You know, give him a, give him maybe time. he's not on the full Rabobank program. You know, maybe he needs to the, come in and kind of get into the the 
The only good thing about Peacock's race was that he crashed on the muddy downhill and slid down and popped back up and his jersey was still white. And that some, was somebody that was called ridiculous. him out on it on Twitter, which he retweeted and and just was like, Yeah, it's the OxyClean or whatever. I forget. Um but it was it was pretty funny. Uh, it was it was I we got two emails on this in the about how they did it. I mean, it's up there with the uh, Ryder Hegedal spinning wheel video. Like, this is, yeah. this doesn't make sense. Do you, Tim? Do yeah. you think he's covered in Vaseline? Because you are our <laughs> our winter Vaseline cover. Your I'm the Vaseline, Vaseline slash apparel expert. I uh, yeah. I don't know if there's some kind of Teflon on that. Probably some mm. horrible environmentally destroying chemicals to keep that yeah, white jersey. Mm-hmm. He does race for Ineos. Yeah. Um, they probably have some kind of uh, petroleum <gasps> fix. To this, it's probably why Ghana was so fast all year too. Slippery. <laughs> That's a different kind of gas, but um, I think that uh, the the whole um, oh, white jersey some it was pretty impressive. Hang on, you can't just move past yeah, that. Yeah, I am just saying his skin suit is slippery, and you <laughs> took it a whole nother step. No, no, I didn't. Oh, He's it's, coating it's the cycling. skin suit. You can't you can't say that word like gas and cycling and not be insinuating. But no, yeah, absolutely. I the was is- I was trying my best to be the Grinch here uh, throughout this segment, and it seems like maybe you're giving me a run for my money. It was a friendly, a friendly um, <laughs> knock. I was just busting his chops a little bit. He races for Ineos. Come on. It was just (laughs) laying there. That's true. Jeez. He's trying to make me sound like a horrible human being. I'm not. I like Ghana. Yeah. All right. Well, um, okay. So you don't know, you don't have any, any Intel about what weird. None. It it has to be some kind of ox. It has to be some kind of pre fabric treatment. It's like a DWR coating. Maybe. I mean, it, it was white when he got up like it it should not look that way yeah after the well, mud bath especially when you compare it to the photos of wout coming across mm-hmm. the finish line when wout was the one in front the whole time he had no one <laughs> spraying any mud at him yeah and he looked like that true. and well that was just the uh, belgian kit it just has brown in it you think you're like i think you're just yeah. getting confused he's belgian national kit so, huh. so yeah pitcock's back cyclocross uh super prestige world cup was canceled because of um the Omicron variant, Lucinda Brand takes the women's race by 40 seconds over Inga Vandenhuden and Denise Betsema. Um, yeah. And then Lars Vandehaar still looking pretty good, actually. Well on yeah. his way to, um, you know, probably winning the overall for the year on the uh, World uh, Cup side, even though this wasn't a World Cup race. I would like to say I'm, I'm especially impressed with uh, Vandehaar's performance because this was a muddy sloppy race and i feel like these aren't usually that's true like this is a heavy race and this is not necessarily his thing and so that he got third i think that really does show like you expect wow you expect tune these guys do great in these conditions vandahar's kind of got a j-pow thing going on sometimes with the mud so um to bring it all back to spencer's lair <laughs> and then in the uh the other big cyclocross race weekend was down in texas in Garland, Texas, for the Pan American Championships. Mm-hmm. So, major shout out to Eric Bruner for taking the win over Curtis White and Kerry Warner. And then on the women's side, Raylan Nuss over Ruby West of Canada and Caitlin Bernstein. Pershall Artisan got 16th place out of 16 riders on the women's side to take the nice. coveted championship. Very nice. Like and what's too. really the um, 
I want to give a major shout out to Cyclocross um, Radio and CX Hairs podcast where they're on site and have already provided some recap video footage that I have seen um, and great coverage overall and Pan Americans in Texas. Disappointingly, no Mexican riders were there. Um, considering quite a few, uh, there has been the stories of the Mexican team racing over in uh, Europe, which has been pretty cool. Five or six riders over there. So, um, you know, hopefully the Pan American championships continue to gain some steam. It's nice that it did go to Texas, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, so Eric Bruner, uh, wins the men's elite. Raylan Nuss wins the women's elite. Both, uh, have been finding their legs this year, but maybe not the names we were expecting. Do you guys have a, a, a take on which one of the two was a bigger upset for you in the elite races? Because it was, it was it, everybody's expecting the Curtis and Carey show on the I, men's I side think of it, things. I think it's Eric yeah, Bruner, and, th- yeah, and that's yeah, why. That's Whereas on the women's uh, um, elite side, not to take anything away from Raylan Nuss taking the win because she's been near the front the entire year, it didn't seem um, you know as stacked of a field as what we've seen. Um, in some of the other races, sixteen. Yeah, I feel like Ruby's been flying all year. I was pretty surprised that she did not uh, take that one, but I saw a pretty good quote from Eric uh, before his race that uh, all the pressure was on Curtis and Carey because they were mm-hmm. wanting to win so bad, and he was just sort of there. And uh, I guess he took advantage of that uh, kind of chill factor, uh, you know, to be the dark horse, and uh, worked out for him. I did have something happen over the weekend that I, I was not angry about. That's but I just want to give it a shot. Okay. I was going to save this for the pre-lap, but Such a mad I checked my email. I got, auto, I got auto-renewed for the CX Hairs Bulletin because I'm a subscriber. Okay. Um, and uh, Bill and Zach did their best to follow USA Cycling's league, but unlike USA Cycling auto-renewing a race license, yeah. I was actually kind of happy about this one because I was like, oh, these guys continue to do great work. I'm getting all of the email updates. I'm getting the results instantaneously emailed to me. And overall, it's been pretty cool to see. So congratulations for their one-year anniversary. And I think it's fitting that they were the only ones that seemed to be on scene at yeah. the Pan American Championships. Meanwhile, big cycling media, you know, big disc owned by one company in particular, mm-hmm. has been starting to do like stories in cyclocross, which is... I mean, it's cool to raise the profile of the sport, but, you know, I liked it before it was cool, and that coolness is definitely <laughs> the, the CX Hairs Bulletin, and uh, they do deserve um, a major shout-out for continued support um, and broadcasting the news from Garland, Texas. I didn't even know where Garland, Texas was. Um, <laughs> they, also broke the, Texas. Uh, they also broke the story of what the U.S. National Cyclocross Championship course is going to look like in Chicago. And the very first comment they talked about was how it's surrounding a parking lot. So there's going to be <laughs> ample parking. There's not going to be a need for a shuttle. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So it really yeah, the, it ruins the all that. our storylines for yeah. national championships. So pretty cool to them. Congrats to them. As far as cyclocross, I don't really have anything else. Do you guys have anything else to, to go on before we get to our um, probably the other biggest news in road cycling this past week? No. What's the other biggest news? Is that the spines? The sponsors are finally stepping up and starting to jettison, leave Patrick Lefebvre and his team. And of course, I'm talking about Duclunic Floors, 
which is um, leaving to go to the Matthew Vanderpool Alpetian team. Now, in the press release, the team owner, or the sorry, the the, the sponsor, DeKlunik's, uh like chief marketing officer, is quoted as saying that they tried talking to Patrick about you know lack of support for women's teams and all of that, but Patrick uh-huh. was being Patrick, and they decided to leave. Um, At the same, which time, is Patrick's fantastic. Talking a lot of game. Which is to- obviously seem to be total bull this week. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it's fantastic to see. I'm absolutely stoked by this. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm waiting for the big money sponsors to also leave. To leave a team that is run by an individual that is so openly against equality in cycling. Yeah. Um, and does whatever he can to excuse inappropriate and horrible behavior. And there are the sponsors. They know who they are. Um, and that is not what these companies stand for from what I see elsewhere that they sponsor. So why are they sitting around quick step and Pat, Patrick Lefebvre? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's disappointing, but it was a roller coaster week for, uh, for, uh, Lefebvre news. Um, as you know, it was one day it was Patrick being Patrick was the quote. And then the next day it was Patrick saying, Oh, Patrick is definitely not Patrick. And, yeah. uh, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of, media back and forth which was pretty entertaining but uh, i don't think i don't think anybody who's been paying attention is uh you know buying what uh what pat's selling um you know he's, no. he's looks like they're trying to get involved with a uh a smaller women's team that's kind of had some financial issues and its own weirdness in the past so we'll see if that comes to actual fruition uh, but uh i don't know and then, I mean, let's also be honest. DeClunick's also getting Matthew Vanderpool. It's a pretty sweet, uh, you know, oh, yeah. it's connection great. with the coolest team in pro cycling. I mean, definitely at the top of my list for uh, what, the ones well, that you'd probably want to work with. But let's talk about the star of the, the video, the reveal video. Johnny Vermeersh, yeah. you guys. Uh, uh, not yeah, only slapstick uh, comedy in the back, yeah. Yeah, not only a heavy hitter on the road, on the cyclocross <laughs> course, but it turns out he's got acting shops, too. Uh, I was blown away. Uh, you really, you can't go wrong with the guy. You put him anywhere; he's 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 top quality. And again, a value value for money. Whatever they're paying him, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if mm-hmm. that was in the contract, but he just knocked it out of the park. Oscar winning performance. That's Elpishian's whole thing, man. They just find gold where they're supposed to only be coal. It's I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Who's the next one, little guy? Who's, Who's the, the next? next uh, Alpecian under you know because now we all know about Gianni Vermersh. So I don't know. And, and, I and, and VDP's MVPs, as little guy yeah, put it, years yeah. ago before years anyone, ago. Yeah. Oh my before God. anyone so cared about that team. So no. long ago when I was doing that silly segment, I don't even think I got to Gianni Vermersh. I think I killed the killed the segment before that. I don't know. I haven't gone through the uh, recent signings. They did just sign someone from that Vinny Sabuda or whatever team mm-hmm. that folded the Italian team. Another sprinter. So me, guaranteed to be. Ma- He'll probably be good because it turns you put a sprinter on that team and they just win, 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 right? Yeah. So, but it makes me nervous because everyone from that team got busted for EPO at least seven times over breakfast what's, last week. So, wait, what makes you nervous? Yeah, I mean, it's professional cycling that here. Te- okay. That well, that that's an Italian. Te- There's all those little Italian teams are just like every you know every year before the Giro, you're like, which one will get popped? have four guys get popped you know Ooh, we're gonna get a lot of emails from the italian we're, corner yeah, a lot of angry people but come on you know i do true. feel like our italian corner representation is not 
at the level of no, UK corner. Absolutely no, not. No, no. We can insult the Italians <laughs> to a much greater degree before one of them before we start getting angry emails than if we, we mm-hmm. maybe implied that that some guy named G got his bike stolen in, in Wales. Mm-hmm. Which he didn't. Yeah. I know. It was in France. I think part of what makes Alpecian a fun team and and such a winning team is kind of like what you just alluded to with the new sprinter, probably going to win a bunch of stuff because I don't know if it's, it's not because they don't have a leader. Like obviously Vanderpool is the guy on that team, but when Vanderpool's not there or Vanderpool's not having the day or whatever, it could be any one of them. And I think they don't care who. And I think everybody on the yeah. team knows that they don't care who. They're like, I don't need to win. All I need to do is keep being on Vanderpool's team and I'm going to get paid. I think this is the best part about that team is that they still live that, you know, pro continental life mm-hmm. at the world, <laughs> like, but getting all the invites to the world tour races. Yeah. Cause yeah. now like, even if Vanderpool doesn't show up to one of those races, the promoters would be dumb not to invite them. You know what I mean? Cause like they make the race exciting and they still have a ton of fun and it's kind of like, all right, yes, yeah, it'd be cool to have Matthew Vanderpool, but we'll take David Vanderpool and the rest. Um, it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, they've, they've ruined the game for all of the, uh, you know, the, uh, who the team Europe cars of the past, you know, like all the also rands that sort of got to show up. Um, you know, the, the Caja Rual, uh, all those teams that just, you know, they maybe get a stage if they're lucky at one of the grand tours that they get invited to. But, uh, Alpecian is like, no, no guys, you can, you can actually win whenever you want. You just have to be good. We should do a draft at some point of like this, of the Tour de France invite teams, Uh. like of of all, or of the grand tour invite teams. So you can't Mm -hmm. take like a world, like a guaranteed entry. So of all the teams that were invited, you know, like like you said, Caja Rural. I mean, they invited us in the team car. We never were able to take advantage of it. They're going to have true. to fly us over. I forgot about that. But, um, I wonder if that offer still stands. Uh, um, prob- probably not. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah. haven't even talked about the fact that uh, that Elbison's El- also bringing in our boy, former belt holder, Michael Gogol, is oh. moving over there for next oh, year. Oh, wow. I hadn't wow. seen that. I mean, they got a couple other uh, nice low-key pickups uh, coming for next so, year, but that's the that's the one that I think we know we're gonna we're gonna see some interesting raised a little bit. So now, gentlemen, it's been I know it's it's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. It is that time of year where we should probably be thinking of of gifts to give, mm-hmm. but I'm also kind of like thinking about gifts that people should give us. And, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. And, and, yeah. and, and, and like we us. know that, you know, cameo was a pretty big deal, right? We had some folks hook us up and I know we talked about this the other day and you know, it's been a while. I think we could use some new cameos. Um, so if people want to just uh, start thinking about that, it'd be pretty important. And, um, <laughs> okay. you know, do you think Kate Courtney now knows what Shawamigan is? What I, better way to find out? That's a good point. I bet she can pronounce it now. How's Simon Geska doing? He hit us up once before. You know? Let's he, see how he, he's doing. I, he he won the good. belt for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. 
So let's see. Bobby Julik, you know, why doesn't someone hook us up with a little Bobby Julik love? I'm just I saying. have a Bobby Julik poster. Kate, Tour de France podium. Kate Courtney oh, wow. didn't win the belt for that. And she probably could have if she'd have put a little more effort in. So maybe, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Valgren? She, she did congratulate me on my domination at Schwamigan, though, even though she couldn't pronounce it um, when I defeated both of you guys. So that was cool of her to say. Yeah. It was nice. Of her. Anyway, I'm just thinking the holiday season's there. If you're thinking of us, if you want to get us some gear, we'll give you the P.O. box number, or you can just get us another cameo. It'd be fantastic to see what the updates are. It'd be lovely. <laughs> The, the shameless, the shameless yeah, ass. Well, shameless because, well, the, the truth is, is that Michael Matthews is not on Cameo, so I don't know how we're going to get him on the pod ever because I figured that would be the way to get him on the pod eventually would just uh-huh. be the, the Cameo. We could just appearance. send him now, 50 Cameo requests, each with a different question, and then stitch it together like it was a conversation on the podcast. Yeah, I w- and I would pay money for that. I also want to say that in the past week, we did get um, hit up by a friend of the pod, Tom Schoons, to be uh, his, his manager, or his, I'm sorry, not his manager, his agent, his writer agent. Mm-hmm. He only wants to pay us in appearances on the podcast, um, which at <laughs> first I was really into, but I, you know, I just can't give away, we just can't give it all away. Yeah. You know, team car. Get us in the team car if we get you a contract. Actually, it's our job as your agent to get you in the, to get in the team car. If, um, if we get, get a sweet deal, we need to get Tom's in our team car. Yeah. I think is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. That would be even better. Um, so anyway, with that, let's check in with Michael Matthews to see if he's willing to finally come on the podcast in this week's Supreme Life. Hey there, it's Mike Vanningham, your second favorite Canadian, and I do listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, here we are, guys, in the pre-lap, and once again, we'd like to direct everybody over to the wideanglepodium.com to find out about our family of shows, where you can check out the aforementioned CX Hairs, the world-famous Criterium Nation, with its finger on the pulse of America's fastest cycling discipline. We also have Grodio, who continues to slay it with a variety of shows with race directors and also power rankings throughout. Mm-hmm. Now that Amanda Nauman, Zach, and Bill were all on site in Garland, Texas at the Pan American Cyclocross Championships, I'm sure there's probably a live episode that was recorded. <laughs> Can't wait to hear. So check out the network, wideanglepodium.com. Mm-hmm. Find out the family of shows. And if you're there... Maybe you can donate. It's up to you. Or you can check out the shop with our limited edition episode 300 shirts. Mm -hmm. By episode 400, they will be sold out and we will get another (laughs) run of shirts made. Certainly. Once again, wideanglepodium.com. Let's get back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Jens Folk, and I do not listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are. We got some listener emails that I want to jump into right away. The first one comes to us from Johnny Marin. Hey, Slow Ride Pod, since there's, there's no need for road cleats, all my shoes are mountain bike with ATAC cleats. 
I have a clean pair with toe spikes, road, cleanish pair with small toe spikes, cross, mud pair with large toe spikes that are still covered in mud, cross. Keep up the hard-hitting cycling journalism. Well, Johnny, so, thank you. Smart man. Yeah. That, that sounds like a, an organized individual who knows what his priorities are. And we had, as we talked about last week, we did put a question up because Spencer mm-hmm. was horrible to me. Made me feel like a horrible individual because I did not have two pairs of road shoes when I was looking for cleats. Uh-huh. So I put up the poll, how many road shoes do you own or wear fairly regularly? We have 250 votes. Wow. Over a half have one. A third have two shoes. And then a mix of three and four for the remaining 10%. So gentlemen, one seems to be the way to go. And then possibly a rain pair could be the second one. So yeah. there you have it. But lots of people also just saying none, only mountain bike shoes. I'm kind of surprised at how many people only wear mountain bike shoes on uh, road bikes. Well, most of the country isn't, you know, non-winter all year, Tim. So I think you're, you have a roadie slant uh, that maybe a lot of the country doesn't have. Fair enough. That's also really true. So I am a ro- I do have a roadie slant on everything I do. And now a uh, little guy you saw today, I did a ride today with like 800 feet of climbing and you were totally jealous. Huge, huge amount of climbing. Yeah. <laughs> 70 um, some miles. Just calling the fact checkers here. That uh, screenshot you sent us uh, said <laughs> 600, 607 feet of climbing uh, hey, uh, there, Tim. Uh, yeah, everyone inflates a little when they tell their, their big fish stories. <laughs> it was a good ride, though. I am, uh, I am uh, jealous that you're still able to get out and be comfortable for that many hours in the saddle. It's a little chilly. Hey, here. guys, do you hear that? Do you know what time it is? It is time for the Slow Ride Podcast Game Show Corner. Uh-oh. Let's go to our host, Timmy Tim Tim. <laughs> Timmy Tim Tim. Oh, ah. Over in Culver City, California, and he's here for a sweet quiz provided to us from Alex Bond. Gentlemen. Are of all men's pro racers who have 180 or more race days from 2016 to 2020, well, who oh, okay. has okay. the best average result? For example, rider so and so raced 250 days and averaged 16th place across all those results. Mm-hmm. Can you guess the five best riders? And here we are in our favorite game of Family Feud. So once again, as a quick <laughs> yeah, reminder, all right. out of all the men's pro racers who have 180 more race days in the last five years, who has okay. the best average result? Um, okay. okay. I'm buzzing in. Who's, who, how does this work? <laughs> Do I buzz in? Or does yeah, it go in turns? Spencer. Uh, hey, hey, Timmy, Tim, Tim, uh, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to say Peter Sagan. Survey says. <laughs> I thought you'd have. <laughs> Not really? on the list. Not no. on the list. He's always good for fourth place. That's all he does. A lot of days in the mountains though. A lot of days uh, in the mountains, right? I'm going to say, I'm going to buzz, 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 Valverde. As survey says, Alejandro Valverde, ding, 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 the number one answer. 
with an a- with an average place of twenty fourth. So remember, wow. this includes all DNFs, everything. So every race he does for the last five years, he averages twenty fourth place finish. That's breaking. Little guy, are you gonna everything. are you gonna play or are you gonna pass? Um, man, I'll play. I'll say Matthew Vanderpool. Five years. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so so little guy uh, has one wow. strike. Little guy number two. Uh, you have you have uh, we have one on the list, and it's Alejandro Valverde. Remember, we're going for the top five. The top five. Now, little um, guy is thinking here about what he's going to say. Um, okay, little guy, back to you. Back to <laughs> little guy. Why does he get yeah, to go again? He was wrong. His family feud. Like he's trying to boost up, and then you got to steal. How do I steal? Man, I, really don't I don't know, know about Family Feud. Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say like a Tony Martin. No way. Uh, No, not even on the list. Not even All in right. the top 20. Um, Nice All try, right. though. I appreciate that. Uh, that's two strikes, little guys. So you got one third strike. Uh, you, yes. Maybe you should have passed and tried to steal. Yeah, um, But yeah, yeah. All the right. only one on the list is Alejandro Valverde. Remember, we're going for uh, the I'm, top. I'm buzzing five. in. I got it. No, you you can't. The, what do I do? He, How do I get to go again? Why do I never get to go? Don't you watch Family Feud? No, no that's I'm, for old I don't people. Know the last time I watched it, I'll pass. Then I guess I'll pass. You can't pass. You you have I to go. Pass? No, oh, neither of us can go, little guy. <laughs> this no, is what? a great game. This is an excellent guys, your last, game that I love. It, it's your last answer, little guy. You got you got one chance what is left happening? to keep this going. Uh, I you can't pass. How does this game work? Ala Philippe. That was my pick. <clears throat> Not oh, on the list. Good. That's third what strike. A terrible pick, little guy. Third Idiot. strike. <laughs> now we're going to we're going to Spencer for the steal. Spencer, you have one opportunity to name one of the four oh, of the five top racers with the average highest average race return. Now there's a lot of great riders out here. Now Philippe has already been said and was a negative. We also have. I can't believe uh, he wasn't on. Uh, Tony Martin also not on there, and I don't know what random French rider little guy picked on the other one because I I have a short term memory gap. But um, I f- so, I feel so like Spencer, are you ready? I feel like in five years Chris Froome does not have 180 race days. That's a good point. I Is that your answer? I feel like he's no, he's not. I'm trying to work through this. I'm thinking it's got to be one of the, one of the yield men of cycling, one of the Philip Gilberts, you know, who are always kind of there, but not him because you know, ten years ago maybe, but, but I've already tried that and I've failed. If so Sagan's last, not on there, in the last five years we're looking for the top rider. I mean, I think I think Michael Matthews has to be on this list. He is also finishing fourth all the time, and he races a lot. Oh, yeah. is, is that your answer, Spencer? <sighs> yeah go with it uh, uh, man, really? little guy wins um now what? how come you get to go yeah. six times i only get to guess twice <laughs> it's family feud you gotta watch uh, um all right alejandro valverde averages 24th place coming in second averaging i should have said primos 28th place is nairo quintana Twenty eight place average with 180 race days or more. Average result. Not too bad. Number three, Romain Bardet. He has over 300 starts in the last five years, Mm. and he averages 32nd place. 33rd place is Diego Ulissi with 350 race starts. 
Wow. And fifth, the final one. Little guy, I thought you were going to go here. Wilco Kelderman, because it's just weird enough of a rider for you to guess. Wilco Kenderman is right there at 34. Rounding out the top 20, Nabali, Sam Uman. I I wanted to pick Nabali, but I figured he DNF'd too many times. Uh, Steven, Steven Kreiswick, Tommy Dumoulin, Primos Roglic, Guillermo Martin, Adam Yates, Thibaut Pinot, This, is, this is rigged. The surveys, Rich, the survey Richard, people Richard are Richard Carapaz, <laughs> Garrett Thomas, and travesty. Domenico Povizizo. <laughs> Nailed 39, it. Absolutely crushed it. <laughs> so there you oh, go, gentlemen. Um, I don't know if the uh, Family Fuse segment is going to come back because there was a misunderstanding of the rules, but we'd like to thank Alex Bond for his continued support (laughs) with this wonderful idea. On which Um, side? Like, I think there are three different angles to this misunderstanding. The whole thing was good. Thanks for the email. I I was really interested in this one, and it kind of pained me to not look at it all week so we could talk about it on the air. It's amazing that... uh, that none of you cheated. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, and clearly none of you cheated because, uh, I think Valverde is the easy shoe in. Mm-hmm. Well, not, I would have, I, I would have thought, thought Sagan could have been there, but he must've yeah, had a solid. lot of DNFs. Must've had a ton of DNFs, but I think this you know? is all climbers or something like uh, there's no way that a Sagan and a Matthews and Alaphilippe don't yeah, crack but, the top 20 or however many read off. Well, Valverde's good in any terrain. That's the but thing. Va- but sure, wow. Sure. And Matthew Vanderpool, you know, it's the last five years. I think if you take away the, you know, I you go to 2018. I, I didn't mention them. Yeah. Well, I did. I I mentioned Vanderpool, didn't I? I think yeah. I did. Yeah, that was yeah. dumb. So, that was your worst pick. We'd like to <laughs> well, uh, make sure you... Can, did you get any right? I'm sorry. <laughs> did you get any right? I'm, Tim, I'm trying to remember. Who won? I don't yeah, know. I had did a win. <laughs> um, I, I got to say, though, um, if you have other game show ideas, please send them our way at mm-hmm. the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. And all of your emails as well, where they are gratefully received and right on the air. We'd also like to thank Lifetime GP because this later this week they're going to be announcing who is in oh. the Ooh. the Grand Prix. Wow! Um, I it's going to be impressive. Twenty men, twenty women get nominated. Um, as we talked last week. You know, who not who even applied and who didn't? That's a really big story. Yeah, but what we I do didn't. know is that you have three gravel races and three mountain bike races. What type of rider is going to take this away? Early season predictions, things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I have to think that something like this on the women's side has got to be like a Katarina Nash special. Um, mountain bike World Cup pedigree. You're uh, very confident in Katarina top, Nash. Top level gravel rider. Um, I mean, we got, just, there's Georgia Goulds out there, man. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of competent riders that could, uh, I could handle this kind of yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So that would be cool to see. And then on the men's side, I, I don't know. This is just, you know, who's going to win it. It's gotta be like someone that can do both, you know, like, is it a Boswell? Someone that's just like pure speed. Um, no. it'll be yeah. interesting to see. So I hope the old man Ted King wins, wins it. That's my hope. I hope the OG of gravel racing can do it. I don't expect it to happen. I wish that we could get the the results like of who, you know, we got to wait till Friday, but we'll know it's going to, let me just put it this way. Friday, whenever they announce, I don't know if it's noon two, 3 PM. Twitter is going to be fantastic. Just go straight over to the Jeff Kabush Twitter account. 
Uh-huh. And, you know, that would be a good, like, it's going to be like a good hub and spoke mm-hmm. of where this thing goes. Um, just check the replies and then you'll get right into the belly of the beast to see uh, how it's being received. Mm-hmm. I have to assume, as we worked last week, worked through it, that there's probably, and Spencer, you raise a good point. The women's field is more than likely deeper than the men's field as far as the, the competition to get into the 20. Whereas on the men's side, it definitely seems that, you know, we could easily name like the 10 riders right away. But then after that, you're like, ooh, who, like who does have the real chance? So it will be exciting to see. But um, yeah, I wish that it was a little bit earlier. But uh, next Friday on Twitter is going to be fantastic. I'll look, look forward to that. Look forward to seeing all them far ahead of me as they ride into the distance if I actually make it down to Unbound. And finally, this week on the podcast, what we need to talk about is the e-cycling world championships. Oh. With um, it, The only reason this came up is that it was a, a fair shout that uh, the e-cycling world championships owned and operated by Zwift, I believe, is that's the official platform that mm-hmm. it's on. Mm-hmm. So it's only natural that USA Cycling is holding their qualifiers on a completely different um, program that is not Zwift. Yeah. Um, and- <laughs> I, how do you do that? Like... How do they, like, we can't write this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, USA Cycling is is using RGT Cycling, a free virtual cycling platform that I've never heard of, um, on some sort of flat crit course as the qualifier for the Zwift E Sports Cycling Championship, whatever it's called. Uh, that, from what I'm told, so I'm not a big enough nerd to look it up, is a very mountainous course. So yeah. we're not setting ourselves up for success. And maybe uh, USA Cycling, that's just sort of the par for the course, I guess. You know, like we're mm-hmm. we're getting ready for what we gotta send a team to worlds. We gotta have some sort of qualifier, I guess. Um, but we're not really expecting to perform. But this is esports, and actually we could potentially perform. So <laughs> Well, maybe we should take it a little more seriously. I don't know. Do we know if the are are they on site? Are the esport championships on site? So so like we have live weigh in. Like are they in an arena? You know, you go down to like the old no Timberwolves idea. arena, and then it's up on the big screen, or is it all virtual? And you know, there's like lag, like internet lag is going to come into play here. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, someone's power is going to go out. Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden they come back and they're 20 times faster than they were. I don't know. I just, uh, I'm a little curious as to, uh, what, but I can't say I really care. Kind of rules about how you can, uh, log into the zero thingy. Now I, I last week, nothing. last week I talked about my Klein bike that I was going to build that I wasn't going to build and I was going to sell. And then you guys shamed me into keeping it. And then we looked at the, in the post podcast yeah. green room, you spent uh-huh. a solid 15 minutes about, how I'm we an should idiot. talk about this a little bit because in the post <laughs> podcast green room, Tim uh-huh. pulled out some photos of this thing, and not only is it just the, the Craigslist photos cool. from the when Craigslist he bought photos, it, because he, he hasn't, hasn't pulled it out of the box. Know, yeah, yeah, he doesn't know if it's actually in the box. We were speculating there's bricks in the box, and he got mm-hmm. he got taken to the cleaners. But as he shows us these pictures, not only is it a cool Klein, it's fully decked out, it's ready to go. As Spencer said, it's the perfect bike for around town. Yep, getting groceries, running errands. speedy Aaron bike but it's got it's got even like a super cool headset it's got a cool aftermarket like uh 
Philip Bray's stem that I want to know oh, yeah, like, what it is. Like a hundred and fifty mil stem. Yeah, but but has Tim taken the time just to open the box and just and just help me with my curiosity? I'm living no, I'm living a busy that. life. Yeah, yeah. Well, is it in the room? What I do know is unbox it right now. Well, I think the what I, the insult to throw... injury little guy was the cranks, right? Oh, that you, I almost forgot. Thank you for reminding me. I yeah. believe a few weeks ago I had mentioned I always wanted Richie uh, WCS uh, cranks. I always liked them. There was like these aluminum ones with a little divot in one side. And sure yeah, yeah. enough, that's I, what's I, on. I know those cranks quite well. Yeah, they're on his bike. They're on They're on Tim's Klein that he's never opened. And, I, and I've never been able to find a pair of these. And uh, here is Tim just hoarding them. So can I tell you the truth? Them. I already sold the cranks. Because I didn't know how, I, I, so, oh, so I opened the bike box, I took the cranks off and I sold them uh-huh. because I didn't know how valuable they were. Uh-huh. And now I've got like a week of daycare for the boys. No, and, um, so thanks. Thanks little guy for telling me that. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't even know the story of the gentleman that bought him, but he had a beard. He was really into quill stems and, uh-huh. uh, he was hoping to put it on his recumbent. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds good. Well... I really wish you'd open that box, Tim, and, and ride that bike around, but, you know. You know what, little guy? Just because you said that, I think I got another six months of not opening it. Yeah. Just gonna, I'm just going <laughs> to keep it there. And now that you have a cell phone that can receive photos, I'm going to send you a photo every now and then of just the box. <laughs> just of the box. With, with my hockey right. stuff on it, See, with some plants. Yeah. Here's just, the problem. Oh, little guy, you've sticky. made a fatal error. Mm-hmm. You've made this box that was worth nothing to Tim that he could get rid of. <laughs> You've yes. given it value now, and you've given oh, yeah. it easily the value in which he paid for it. Uh, he is mm-hmm. now going to get out of this box. So, yeah, that's it's, true. That's it's a great. Good point. You're right. I shouldn't have shown weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you could. You should have just said, "I'll I'll sell it for you. Just ship it up to me, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll deal with, with that, it. Man. I'll yeah. deal with that for yeah. you. And then yeah. I slap yeah. a bunch of garbage on it and just sell the frame. Cause it's yeah, absolutely." Big. It's a good point. Well, well I, yeah, I, but I'm I'm in the same boat. Too. I haven't used my rail bike yet, and I was going to tell you guys the other day. I was on the library local library website here. I was I was putting a book on hold, and then huh. it jumped into my brain. I've never looked if they have rail biking books at the uh, Twin Cities Library, the Minneapolis Library. Oh, sure man. enough, they got Twin a great Cities title. Library. <laughs> of course, they, they a do. Gr- <laughs> a great title called Rail Biking from 1996. I just picked it up yesterday. Oh, I'm sure that was it a is top exactly set. what you would it, hope for. From did you have to bike. recall it? Did you have to recall it? Someone already had it out, and you had to. Nope, nobody had, re- had it. Recall nope. it back. Oh, came came right right to my hold now, my hold spot now, uh, right away as fast as they can get them there, which is pretty slow because my old courier company does the transfers on those, so it's terrible. <laughs> so it's from nineteen. So it's from nineteen ninety six, and yep, uh, little guy, did you when you opened up the book? And I'm sure it had that nice musty library smell like it's been sitting on a shelf unused uh, or maybe yeah. even in the even in the indiana jones archives they really yeah, like man you're like for sure yeah that, that whoever had to go pull that one out was just like oh seriously i have to go to the rail bike section and then um they go there and they get it <laughs> when you pull out the card little guy where i'm sure there's hand stamps of the mm-hmm. last time it was checked out mm-hmm. um no i don't think so i'm sorry unfortunately no it's not that old it doesn't have a card from 1996, how many times do you think this book was checked out? Well, it's in good it's in good nick as they say. So, I uh, 10 15 <laughs> times max. It's it it's pretty untouched. Wow. That's it's that's a, far more than I thought. Uh I I was going maybe five. I bet you it's not even creased down the side. Yeah. No, well, it's hardcover. I mean, it's hard. Oh, it's a hardcover. It's hardcover. Wow. It's a small wow. independent well, of publisher. Course. 
yeah. of California yeah. who seemed to mostly have at the time printed rail biking and uh, kind of like uh, I, keys wait, to wait. finding gravel routes and stuff. It's 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 pretty sweet. They also have a T-shirt for sale in the back of the book um, with a rail mm-hmm. bike on it, and I. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's available anymore. It's been long enough, but I really want this T-shirt now, so I got to track this T-shirt on. Well, uh, um, down, is there so. a PO box for the like? What's the name? Like, let's the listeners can help us. How about you post some photos on the I'll Twitter account and the Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you can take photos with your phone, <laughs> um, you can yeah. put it up online, and I bet we collectively we have dozens of listeners around the world that we can track down. The rail bike t-shirt or the publisher of this book. Now, the challenge here is you have to find the publisher, right? Small independent publishing warehouse. Sounds like that uh, they had a, a the monopoly on the rail bike market. Yeah, um, they did. And, it seemed like it. And gravel cycling. Now, the gravel cycling, maybe they were able to hold on long enough to... But I doubt it because I... Um, no. Yeah. No. The, it's the, this is very they, niche. It seems like the press the press might still exist, but they they seem to have changed a little bit. I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. And to profitable um, books or something? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this book sells for a lot on eBay. Um anyway. Uh I will do some I will post some <laughs> Interesting. stuff. Interesting. Um, All right. Well this I yeah. will try to I will try to track it down. How, mu- how much is this book going for on eBay, little guy? <laughs> well there's there's one on eBay for fifty bucks. That's the first what? thing that pops up. Fifty bucks. That's I impressive. Mean. Should offer the library six dollars for it and see if they take it. I bet they will. And then flip it. Yeah. Oh. And then flip it. I Turn don't that into usually... in a half a set of Richie Cranks, little guy. <laughs> yeah. I found a right crank for sale the other day. But there you go. Left crank. Just gotta get the lefty. Hey, I I know someone that has a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> well, he thinks he has a lefty. He hasn't looked inside the box yet, but yeah, right, it's there. right, right. Um. All right, so. Little guy, post some photos of this uh, bad boy book. Um, I'm happy you were able to get it out of the Minneapolis library. Mm-hmm. So, I was, oh, you guys, little I have one more story. Oh, oh good. Go on, Excellent. Go. No, go ahead. I yeah. love your stories. No, yeah, this is great. My, mining I, content here. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't remember to post this on like the Instagram yesterday. But uh, riding around to some playgrounds and found a saw. Behind a house, they had a, by their trash can. They had a pair of wheels. They had a crappy BMX bike. They had a bunch of wire out for the scrappers. And I was like, "Well, I got to get over there. I got to check that out." Yeah. Snagging myself a sweet pair of nine-speed Tiagra wheels, my friends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but they right. actually are true. They got uh, totally fine uh, twenty-eight seven hundred by twenty-eight whatever Victoria tires on them. They're just. They're just solid, everyday kind of like garbage wheels to get you through winter. There's nothing oh, yeah. wrong with these wheels. They just feel like they might need a little grease. Well, I mean, excited. as we all know, Shimano 9-speed was the greatest uh, group set of all time. Like, no matter what level you were riding at. Um, it's, it's indestructible. It it hasn't been topped. Can't be 10-speed. It's it's comparable. It's up there as well. Very nice. But I think Shimano 9-speed is maybe the greatest uh, era of all time. Well, I know a guy's got some so, Tiagra wheels if you're looking to buy. I'm Spencer, not. One, <laughs> one of my favorite fashion accessories that I've ever seen that, uh-huh. that you were the owner of 
And I'm curious if you still own it. Is it? Um, is it right there on my bookshelf? I'm guessing. Oh, Let's see. I Let's see. see. It. Let's I see. see. It. Okay, Spencer, do you still own your Durace belt buckle? I do. Yeah, it's right oh, there on the bookshelf. That's what I thought you I were going. I can see it glistening. Oh, it's so good. It. At first, I didn't really know you when you started wearing that around town. But then, but then I was to, like, yeah. oh, I saw that. I zeroed in on your upper waist, and I was like, I want to get to know that guy. I'll Anybody have to, that, uh, I'll that, have to <laughs> send, a, send a photo of that to the, to the Twitter account as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should be pretty good. Well, gentlemen, here we are at the end of yet another episode of the Slow Ride Podcast, episode 370. We'd like to thank all of the listeners and subscribers of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out how you can support the network. And also check out the sweet Slow Ride Podcast t-shirts. Still available. Get them now before they're gone. Almost gone. We'd also like... You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod and email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. It's Matt in Minneapolis. And this is the Grinch in Holyoke, Massachusetts, <laughs> reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Solid callback to the uh, to the gimmick. You know, I like that. Well if, done. If I was a real pro, I would have said. Um, Survey says we're reminding you to always wave at all your yeah. fellow cyclists. Just, yeah. If if you yeah. ever watched, really blew it. Dear cycling friends, we accept the fact that we have created the premier gravel and road racing podcast, and we don't think you're crazy to ask us who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a hobby blogger, a gravel pro, and a curious newbie. And you can find us on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, the Grodio Podcast.